You are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. Protesters in D.C. already gathering to oppose Judge Gorsuch, even though they didn't know who the nominee would be until President Trump made the announcement. Now, Senate, Senate Democrats also pledged to oppose the nomination, and actually they pledged to oppose the nomination days ago. So how do they know they would hate this nominee so badly before they even knew his name? Here to discuss, political guru, never gets enough time, Barry Nussbaum. Welcome back to the show. Barry, before we get to the hypocrisy of the left on this during the campaign, the Never Trumpers came up with all sorts of reasons why Trump couldn't be trusted to appoint a Supreme Court judge, and uh, they got a little egg on their face, didn't they? Well, you know, Trump picked the one guy that everybody knows is a legal scholar. Uh, he has a tremendous background. He has a an education that is second to none. This is Harvard uh, Law, Oxford as a Marshall Scholar. He clerked for two different Supreme Court justices. That's extraordinary when you think about who he is and where he's come from. And yet, as you said, Dr. G., uh, the left was lined up to hate him uh, even before Trump announced who it was going to be. And I think that's part of the campaign, uh, often by paid protesters, to fight every single thing Trump is going to do. If Trump changed lunch in the White House from 12 to 1230, uh, there would probably be a thousand protesters on Pennsylvania Avenue with signs printed for them uh, to protest that horrible um, indecision uh, on Trump's part and changing tradition of the lunch. Quite honestly, I think that's what it is. But is this going to work for the Democrats? Because we've never seen a candidate submit a list of potential justices during a campaign like Trump did. Uh, they've opposed virtually everything that Donald Trump has done thus far, which, you know, kind of when you protest everything, nobody believes you about really anything. So is there any way that you see this working out for the Democrats? Well, no, and, and you, you point something that is really, uh, I think, valuable as we look back on the election cycle, Gina. The majority of people that voted for Trump made the Supreme Court part of their decision. A minority of people that voted for Clinton were uh, focused on the Supreme Court. So this is part of why Trump won, what that number says, and number two it's part of his promise. And he lined up all the names uh, some time ago before the election, saying, I'll pick one of these guys. And a great number of people voted for him for specifically that reason. So he delivered on what he promised. Um, as I said earlier with my uh, little joke about the lunch change, uh, the Senate is promising a filibuster, and they haven't even talked to the guy yet. They had a couple hours to talk amongst themselves, and they're ready to go to war. And there hasn't been a filibuster uh, of this type in a very long time. Keep in well, mind. Well, and, right? and the, the president has the perfect nuclear option to come back at them if they decide to do that, Barry. And, and if they make this the hill they want to die on, they lose credibility going forward and their ability to even use the filibuster. So are they thinking this through? No, I think this is an obstructionist mentality, Gina, that's going to oppose every single thing Trump's going to do. First of all, you make a very good point. The nuclear option, which is the ability to change the Senate rules from a supermajority of 60 to approve down to 51, get this, was invented by Harry Reid 
when he was leading the Senate. So this is not a Republican option. It's the Harry Reid option. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the, uh, the Democrats can't stop it. So you're right. Trump has already suggested to uh, the Senate that if they can't get 60 votes, which would require a number of Dems to cross the aisle, that they'll drop the rule to 51, which is what they call the nuclear option. This guy's going to be on the Supreme Court. There's nothing the Democrats can do about it. And this is not the one they want to go to war on. This guy is so far into the scholarship of the law, he's an originalist, which is basically what Scalia was, which is to interpret the Constitution based on the way it was written and not to make law. That's a big change from a number of people that Obama put on the court. Mm-hmm. And But they're, they're denying that, of course, the Democrats are saying that he's refusing to look at... Uh, court cases and uh, existing law because the Democrats very much are for what is called a living constitution, where most conservatives are for a strict constructionist view of the constitution, meaning that the constitution is, should be the only measure uh, for deciding cases like this. Um, but Barry, the Democrats really have themselves in a little bit of a fix because I don't think they've yet done any introspection based on the election. Do you? Uh, I I think that's a very astute comment, and I would agree completely with you, Gina. Post-election, where we are now, and the the legislative season is just starting, there is a wildly weird Democratic response. Um, This morning, there were several cabinet positions approved that President Trump had proposed. They were voted on with no Democrats in the room. Right. Democrats refuse to go to the hearing. This has never happened. They're like children in the hall saying, we lost the election, we don't want to play anymore, we're taking our votes out into the hall. And they talk to reporters instead of each other. The Senate has a reputation around the world as the finest deliberative legislative body on the planet. Mm-hmm. At least it did mm-hmm. before this week. Yeah, now, you make a great point, now, Barry, because if like they Trump. pull this with the whole filibuster and we do the nuclear option, it sort of makes them into another House of Representatives. They lose the decorum that has made the Senate so special for so long. Barry, we're out of time. Thank you so much for being with us. And more America Trends coming up. Stay put. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.